This is the Apex United Methodist Church podcast. I spent several weeks one summer in college sailing the Caribbean on a 188-foot schooner. Most of the actual sailing happened during the day. The islands were close together, so it just took a couple hours to get from place to place. Except for one sail that lasted a whole day, which meant we had to sail through the night. That was how I was introduced to the night watch. Somebody had to be awake, I learned. Awake to make sure we stayed on course. Awake to make sure we didn't run into any other ships. Awake to make sure we were prepared for any weather that might come our way. So the captain separated our crew into small groups, and he assigned each group a night watch shift. Now, my group must have drawn the short straw because we were assigned the 2 to 5 a.m. shift. Now, you need to know that I am not a night owl. I am more of an early-to-bed, early-to-rise kind of gal, but nevertheless... When I was woken up from my bunk at 2 a.m. for my shift, I rubbed the sleep from my eyes and I dragged myself above deck to do my part because that boat wasn't going to get there all by itself. I learned three things that night. First, I learned that being on a sailboat Beneath a spectacular sky in the middle of the ocean with no other boats in sight and no sound but the wind in your sails is absolutely magical. I also learned that singing Disney songs with bravado across the open ocean will go a long way in keeping you awake at 3 a.m. And I learned why it's important to keep the night watch with others. When I was dreaming of sleep and I asked the first mate why we did this in small groups, meaning, hey, there are other people here. Can I go back to bed yet? He explained that the night watch isn't meant to be a solitary job. If you accidentally slip and fall off in the middle of the night and everyone else is asleep, then you're gone forever. And it's also easier to stay awake if you have others to talk to. Besides, he said, the best conversations happen while you are watching and waiting for the dawn. When Mark introduces us to John the Baptist in Mark chapter 1, he wasn't in the middle of the ocean keeping a night watch with his friends. Instead, he was in the middle of the wilderness keeping a different kind of watch with God's people. John tells us, John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. John called people away from their busy lives, out of their towns and villages to keep watch with him in the wilderness. 
He called them to keep watch for the coming of God's kingdom by paying attention to the health of their own souls. He called them to repent, meaning to turn away from the things that draw them from God and turn toward the things that connect them to God. Why? Because they need to be prepared for who is coming. No sleeping on the job allowed. They need to wipe the sleep from their eyes and sing Disney songs if they have to in order to stay awake and alert, keeping the ship of their soul on course because a new day was coming. In verse 7 of Mark chapter 1, John the Baptist told God's people this, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. There's someone coming, somebody special, John told them. The one who is coming is the light of the world. He will save us from the brokenness within our hearts and the brokenness within our world. He will shine his kingdom of love and peace and light into our darkness of violence and injustice and hatred. So wait with me, John said. Keep watch with me. Because as I learned out there in the middle of the ocean, it's better to keep watch together. Because you can't get lost to see as easily. It's easier to stay awake and because the best conversations happen while you are watching and waiting for the dawn. Or better yet, the best conversations are the ones that point out the dawn already upon us. I'll never forget watching the sky awaken at 5 a.m. on that night watch at sea. I didn't go back to my bunk right away when my shift was over because I was so enraptured by the slow reveal of the morning light. I sat there with my small group watching the coming of dawn. It was so gradual. The changes almost imperceptible that you really had to pay attention. First, the sky changed from black to a deep blue, almost the same color, but not quite. And then that deep blue faded to a lighter blue around the edges where the ocean meets the sky. And then the reds and the golds had streaks right above the water. And finally, the sun peaked over the horizon with a blinding ray of light. And the whole time we sat there together, our little small group, quietly pointing out the signs of dawn before us. Look there, see that? And every time one of us pointed out a new development, a hushed awe fell upon us. We were witnesses to the miracle of dawn. In this Advent season, we are watching and waiting with John for the miracle of dawn. We are watching and waiting for Jesus to come again and to bring his kingdom to this earth once and for all as he promised. 
We are watching and waiting for Jesus to come again into our hearts and lives and make us whole. Now, I know this watching and waiting is tiresome. Sometimes it is hard to see those imperceptible signs of dawn all around us, especially now as the COVID death toll rises, as its economic impact is hurting so many, as we continue to grieve the loss of life as we knew it. For many of us, it might feel like this night watch will never end. But if you look carefully, you can see the signs of dawn. You can see the sky turning from black to that dark shade of blue every time somebody loves selflessly. You can see the faintest hints of reds and oranges of the sunrise every time people choose to share joy or kindness. You can see the sun peeking over the horizon every time a heart is transformed A life is given new hope, a relationship is restored. I was in a hospital room with a beloved friend, keeping watch with her during a dark night of illness. And while it wasn't as scenic a view as the one out there in the middle of the ocean, it was just as holy. Together, we made sure that neither of us fell overboard into fear or grief or hopelessness. Together, we kept each other awake and alert for the work of God among us. And we had some of the most powerful conversations I've ever had. Conversations about faith and life and death. Conversations about love and hope and the meaning of life. On this particular night watch, our conversations helped us see the dawn of God's mercy and grace all around us. On this second Sunday of Advent, you are invited to join John the Baptist on this Advent watch. You are invited to watch and wait with him in the wilderness, turning away from all of the things that draw you away from God and turning towards loving God and loving your neighbor. You are invited to keep alert and watch for the signs of the dawn of God's transforming love here and now, wherever you are. And you are invited to gather companions for this watch. Folks who can keep you from falling off the boat or falling asleep. Folks who can point out the signs of the dawn all around you. These companions can be church family, your family, old friends, small group members, neighbors. They can be preachers or artists or musicians or poets. The truth is, many of us feel companionless right now. It could be that you are feeling lonely and isolated, especially as COVID cases rise and gatherings are discouraged. It could be that you are feeling lonely and isolated even though your house is full of people and activity. It's important to find companions who will help you see the dawn around you. I have a handful of friends that I lean on for that kind of watchful companionship, but I also lean heavily on poets and writers. Folks like 
Mary Oliver and Jan Richardson, Henry Nowen and Howard Thurman, their writings are some of my most steadfast companions because they have a way of pointing out glimpses of the dawn that I may have overlooked. Who are your companions? What friends or families, authors or musicians or artists are keeping you company on your watch? I know many of us are struggling with this, so I urge you this week to take the initiative to seek out companions on the watch. You can check out our many Sunday school or small group options at apexumc.churchcenter.com. And that will help you to connect with others at church. Or you can contact me or anybody on our church staff. And we'd be happy to help you make connections or offer resources to keep you company on the watch. The good news of Advent is that Christ is coming into our hearts, into our world today. Even in this very moment And the good news is that Christ will come again in glory to restore all of creation. Dawn is coming. And if we look carefully, we can see it right there on the horizon. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.